0: India-China Equation, the Fragile Equilibrium, in conversation with Gautam Bhandavle, Indian diplomat and former Indian ambassador to China, July 2020. In the midst of a global pandemic, China has unexpectedly changed the rules of the game along its border with India. A few weeks ago, the Chinese Liberation Army, or PLA, attempted to shift the line of actual control, LAC, in eastern Ladakh. Twenty soldiers were killed on the Indian side and an unknown number on the Chinese side. Effectively, this ended a 40-year period of zero bloodshed on the China border. The Indian Army has kept the PLA at bay for now, and a de-escalation process has begun. But China's actions have not only disturbed the status quo, but have also triggered a policy recalibration exercise within the Indian government. The implications, both for business and for private citizens, could be profound. At a recent joint session of the India CEO and CFO forums, Gautam Bambavli, former Indian ambassador to China, provided a background and a forward view on this complex issue. A clash of worldviews. India and China are among the world's most ancient civilizations and the two most populous nations. That, however, is where the similarities end. A key guiding principle of India's approach to geopolitics and economics is Vasudev Kuthumbakam, or the world is one family. In contrast, China is guided by the phrase Zhongguo, or Middle Kingdom, which places it at the very center of the world and drives its self-serving, acquisitive approach to geopolitics. Quite often, its expansionist agenda will lead it to sacrifice economic benefits for geopolitical gains. For decades, the has served as the de facto boundary. Both sides realized that without a formal mutually agreed border, there was a high probability of conflict. They also saw that a sustainable relationship was only possible if peace and tranquility was maintained. The broad framework for bilateral ties was established during Rajiv Gandhi's 1988 visit to China. The premise was that while border issues would get discussed, and hopefully resolved in time, the two sides would continue to engage on economics, culture, education and tourism. Consequently, between 1993 and 2013, they signed five agreements that have helped maintain peace and drive the economic relationship. Over the years, China has continued to test India, such as with its CPEC or China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, which runs through Pakistan-occupied Kashmir, and its blocking of India in international forums. However, One fundamental principle that was never previously breached was that there would be no sudden changes in the status of the border. Deciphering China's Latest Move There are several schools of thought as to why China suddenly chose to disrupt the status quo. Some believe that it is worried about India's recent infrastructure building in the region. Others cite its growing frustration with the deepening India-US relationship. Still others feel that it was triggered by India's move in August 2019 to alter the constitutional status of Jammu and Kashmir which China read as a sign that it was also free to change the facts on the ground. While China's true reasons will remain unknown, there could be a much simpler explanation for its actions. It sees India with its huge landmass, population and economic potential as a formidable rival. India's democratic system of governance also threatens the Beijing consensus or China model of growth, which attributes economic success to authoritarianism. Timing may have been a factor too. With India preoccupied with battling COVID and China coming out of it relatively quickly, it may have calculated that it could stake claim to the disputed areas and that India would treat this as a fate accompli. Finally, the growing asymmetry in terms of GDP and comprehensive national power would have factored into China's calculations. What it would not have considered was the Indian Army's robust response. The way forward on the ground. A de-escalation process has been initiated. But for India the only acceptable outcome will be for China to restore the status quo ante as of April 2020. Having made the first move on the ground, the responsibility for the incident lies squarely with China. For its part, India is maintaining a strong military posture. Although a full-scale conflict is neither expected nor desired, India must be prepared for any eventuality. So far its position along the LAC has generally been defensive. The three strike corps of the Indian army are trained for battle in the plains. An important development in the current context is the establishment of the 17th Corps as a mountain strike corps in the east, and another in the Ladakh area. Strike corps are offensive formations that are capable of moving into enemy territory, capturing and destroying posts. So far, India has managed to hold off the PLA, but in the longer term it will need to bolster its military capabilities. China seeks to establish itself as the primary power in Asia, and it will keep coming at India in different ways. Into the realm of policy. India will need to back up its strong military action with broader policy changes, primarily in the realm of economic. While some elements of the current agreements with China may be retained, for the most part they should be re-examined and renegotiated from scratch. Ideally, policy changes should be made in consultation with multiple stakeholders, including business, but it takes months or years to build consensus. At this stage, the Indian government will need the public's full support as it recalibrates its China policy. One area where India can exercise leverage is trade. Thanks to the earlier agreements, bilateral trade has swelled from just $3 billion in 2000, 2001 to $90 billion in 2018-19. However, the balance is heavily skewed in China's favor. Moreover, Indian exports face huge non-tariff barriers, including in the areas of software and pharmaceuticals, where India enjoys a competitive advantage. In terms of composition, India mainly exports primary goods to China, and imports finished products such as electronics, machinery, and mobile handsets. To a large degree, this also explains the widening deficit, and it is an issue that must be addressed. India should consider banning Chinese companies from its 5G testing and rollout. Losing access to one of the world's largest telecom markets will be a major pain point for China. At the individual level, citizens might also consider not buying Chinese goods. However, for corporates, such decisions are more complex, given how intertwined their supply chains are with China. It is, however, in India's longer-term interest to take this hit, no matter how painful it might prove in the short term. Going forward, FDI from China will no longer be permitted through the automatic route, but will require government approval. There is also a sharpening focus on Atmanirbhar, or self-reliance, though this is not truly a call to autarky, but an effort to build up domestic capabilities. As regional supply chains shift, many companies will exit China, or at the very least, build China Plus One models that involve additional units outside China. For India, this represents an opportunity to attract FDI, and several state governments are actively wooing it. Some have set up dedicated teams to ease the path for investors. However, to make India a true destination of choice, structural reforms will need to be rolled out at both the central and the state level. India's role in the emerging world order palpable changes are underway in the world order. With the U.S. withdrawing from global institutions and agreements, it will increasingly turn to middle powers like India to help contain China. In turn, this will influence how India resets its China policy, and more generally, how it shapes its economic and security ties not just with America, but also with other middle powers like Germany, France, Japan, Indonesia, and South Korea. Looking ahead, India can hope to play a much bigger role in global affairs, especially in terms of balancing China. However, economics drives politics, and in order to achieve this aim, India will need to build up its economic heft. To do that, it will need to push through major reforms. In many ways then, the twin crises of COVID-19 and border tensions with China may spark the sort of domestic changes that are needed to put India back on a high growth path.